A new old player in the sprint car chassis business has re-emerged, and several of the sport's best are using them. We'll talk about that today, plus USAC's new full-time announcer and more. Let's go. It's Monday, February 19th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. When I put these shows together five days a week, I do a ton of research each day, usually multiple hours to try and bring you the best possible picture of what's going on in dirt racing. I watch a ton of racing, but that's not enough to understand everything that's happening, which is why I built Dirt Tracker's analytics section. It's got race results and stat breakdowns for all of the top national series and special events, and at this moment is across 1,800 races worth of data. And if you want to access uh, every tool that I use, every number that I use, grab a subscription to Dirt Tracker Plus, $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year. The year subscription basically gets you two months for free. And you can cancel easily at any time. You just go on your account page, hit the cancel button, and that's done. There's no emails, there's no phone calls, nothing. Signing up gets you access to the Plus dashboard, which has added stat tools and visualizations. And you'll unlock more than 25 extra features, including exclusive insights not found anywhere else. Whether you're a race fan, a member of the media, or work for a series or track, Dirt Tracker Plus is the perfect resource for current dirt racing data to elevate your knowledge. You've got races for both World of Outlaws series, all three USAC National Visions, uh, the Chili Bowl, High Limit, Lucas, and a lot more. You can see everything Plus has to offer and sign up for a subscription over at dirttracker.com slash getplus. Uh, one of the most viewed videos I've made on the Dirt Tracker channel was one I did about the sprint car chassis builder for Kyle Larson and Rico Abreu shutting down. That Daily Show came out on March 31st last year, and to this point has done 52,000 views. It's like my seventh most viewed Daily Show. And that was one of those that I didn't expect to blow up, but for some reason, it did. At the time, Speedway Motors, which sells all sorts of parts and pieces for race cars, had announced they were closing down the chassis building portion of the Eagle Motorsports business. Speedway was going to continue selling components, but not full chassis, and they did end up releasing some employees. Paul Silva had famously been utilizing Eagle chassis for years, obviously to great success, more recently with guys like Kyle Larson in the seat. And other guys in Eagles included Rico, Ryan Timms, Chase Randall, and Logan Wagner when he drove for Zemco. At the time, we weren't sure how those teams would move forward for repairs and new pieces. Would they end up needing to switch manufacturers? Could they just keep recycling what they had, or was there maybe a third direction? The conversation around sprint car chassis is usually effectively non-existent, and it's something I've even talked about on the show, how we just don't seem to care all that much. At least not nearly to the point that we do on the lay model side. Chassis are a constant story in dirt lay model racing, but you rarely hear about them on the open wheel side, unless it's a mention by a driver in a victory lane interview while they rumble through the supporters list. But under the surface, sprint car chassis do seem to be a pretty big deal. Car owners like Silva remain fiercely loyal to their favorites, and we've seen guys cheat the system to keep their favorites in rotation. See Aaron Reitzel from a few years ago. Think also about Donnie Schatz and J&J. That's a pairing that's been together for a long time. And even Sheldon Hoddenshield recently flipped back to J&J this season after a year and a half in triple X's. The 17 team obviously looking for some speed after struggling through a lot of 2023. Some of these components are probably worth more attention than we give them. So back to this Eagle situation. With guys like Larson and Rico, what's happened in the nearly 12 months since Eagle was shuttered? Well, there was a release last June about a new Eagle-branded chassis builder popping up in Nebraska owned by Mike Boss, and I actually very briefly mentioned this on the show. He's building cars, including some micros, but Rico and Larson and the other guys didn't migrate this direction. 
Instead, they followed longtime fabricator Brian Schnee to his new venture with Dan Lawson, which is Schnee Lawson Chassis. This offshoot was set up last April in the aftermath of the Speedway Eagle situation, and they've since built a new shop in Missouri near I-70 Motorsports Park. You can literally walk from their building to the pit area of I-70 up the interest road. They are that close. And if you aren't aware, Schnee's been building chassis for like 40 years, including famously for some of the best like Doug Wolfgang. He eventually sold his business to Speedway himself and was incorporated into the Eagle line there. Uh, but now he's back out on his own and building and repairing cars under this new brand. Sprint car driver Xavier Doney is working at this new operation as well. He's running the chassis when he races both winged and non-winged shows. And on its Facebook page, Schnee Lawson shared a photo of Ricky Warner and the RAR guys picking up a few new cars back in December. And besides Rico and Larson, there's another uh, high-profile team that switched to this brand recently. Tyler Courtney and the Clawson Marshall 7BC have started out hot this year, already winning with both High Limit and the Outlaws. And during his Victory Lane interview at Volusia after that Outlaw win, Sunshine very briefly mentioned utilizing these new cars. The 7BC was previously a Maxim team, which is what Brad Sweet drives, among others, but they swapped over during the offseason. Sunshine was already headed in a strong direction last year after he came back from injury, so I wouldn't equate all of his recent success to the change, but it certainly doesn't appear to have hurt them. With these three top guys all running these cars, I wonder how long it will be before others want to jump in on the fun. Certainly a nice advertising campaign to have Kyle Larson and Rico Abreu and Tyler Courtney winning with the highest levels of sprint car racing in your equipment. If you want to check them out, uh, you can search for Schnee Lawson over on Facebook. There's also a podcast from Speedway Motors featuring an interview with Brian Schnee from 2021. You can find that on YouTube if you're curious about his background. Uh, USAC's early season racing is complete down south, but there was going to be a lingering question into the spring. Who would fill the role as series announcer? The previous two years, it was Chet Christner, but he's pulled back to a different role at Flow Racing. In 2021, it was Tony Laporta, who's now the pit reporter uh, for High Limit after spending some time at World Racing Group. And before that, even, it was Rob uh, Rob Klepper, who's now the voice of the Extreme Outlaw Midgets. To start the season, Brian Holbert handled the duties at Ocala and Volusia, but that felt like a stopgap for the time being, and the way the release was written about Holbert doing it was kind of, you know, portrayed in that way. Holbert has been the main voice of the ASCS Sprint Cars and a cornerstone at the Chili Bowl. But just this morning came the official word that Holbert will stick around in the role with USAC for good. When racing starts back up again on April 5th, Holbert will be the guy for the USAC National Sprint Cars, National Midgets, and Silver Crown Series. I personally love this move. Holbert is very good on the mic, and I'm surprised it took a series this long to pluck him away from the ASCS. He does an incredible amount of research, he's got a great voice, and he's a seasoned pro. Big win for USAC and its fans with this move. You can see the full release uh, and details over at usacracing.com. If you were hoping to see some Dirtland Auto Racing this weekend in North Carolina, unfortunately, you are now out of luck. This weekend's XR Super Series opener at Ultimate Motorsports and RV Park in Elkin has been canceled. I believe that was the previously Friendship Motor Speedway. They cited frigid nighttime temperatures and potential precipitation in advance of the event as reasons for the cancellation. The XR season will now open April 5th and 6th at Volunteer Speedway for the spring thaw. Series recently announced an expanded schedule for 2024 that originally included 22 events. Uh, That was obviously before this cancellation. All races on that schedule are either 12,000 to win or 30,000 to win. The full schedule is available over at xrsuperseries.com. That's it for The Daily Show. Today's streaming schedule, pretty quiet. Uh, No racing uh, slated until later this week. You can see it uh, if you want to take a look at it anyway. And and on days where there is a lot of racing going on, you can find that in a lot more over at dirttracker.com. 
Hope you guys have a great Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.